host of Locked On Pac-12, Spencer McLaughlin, and number one friend of the Locked On Sun Levels podcast, pops by to talk about his thoughts on Trent, on Trent, Trent Borgay, goodness gracious, and the remainder of Arizona State season moving forward on this edition of the Locked On Sun Levels podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name's Richie Bratchon. I'm your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils all the time. You guys are the best for making this your first listen of the day. Remember, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. To stay in touch with a lot of content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can find the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But before we get started, Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joining us today, number one friend of the podcast, one of my absolute best friends in the whole world, Spencer McLaughlin, locked on Pac 12. Thank you so much for stopping by, my friend. We got lots to talk about with Arizona State, and I hope you I hope you're ready. I'm always, always ready for you and the Sun Devils fans out there, Richie. Great to be back on with you. That's what we love to hear. So we were trying to get you on last week before my house decided that it didn't want to have Wi-Fi for a few days. And is that important was, in the podcasting world? Some would say that this is a necessity in the podcasting world. Many are saying this. So we're going to get a, a quote-unquote delayed reaction from you to start off. You watched that Washington game. You watched Emory Jones go down. You watched Trenton Borgay the boy wonder who nobody knew come into this game and pull off this upset. What, what was your thoughts, honestly, as just a Pac-12 spectator watching this thing? That Washington's defense is in a bad place right now. I don't care if it's injury, scheme, combination of the two. I don't want to take too much away from Trent Borgay and the offense because they deserve some credit. But when you really watch and study what that Huskies secondary is doing right now, nothing good is happening. They can't tackle. They're not physical. They blow assignments. They're not great in one-on-one coverage. Their safeties especially cover in one-on-one coverage. And Arizona State took advantage of that. And if you're the Sun Devils, that has to give you some sense of optimism because there's not a lot to play for this season as they look for a new coach. And it's all about, you know, kind of getting to the offseason while also trying to just enjoy football because you only get, for Arizona State, probably 12 games this year. There's only 12 days where you can wake up and watch Arizona State football and you have to appreciate that for better or worse. And you have to endure the tough times to truly enjoy the the good ones. And I think what you have to be encouraged by if Arizona State is, look, that Washington defense is struggling. Yeah, no doubt. But it's not the last poor defense they're going to play. Their next two opponents are really bad defensively. You know who is at the bottom of the conference in defensive yards allowed per game right now, Richie? Who's that? It's Colorado at 12, Arizona 11, and Stanford at 10. And all of those teams are on Arizona State's schedule. And Washington has played better in spurts this year. But what they saw last week, the Sun Devils, that is, is comparable in three of their remaining six games. So that's the optimism here if you're Arizona State. I mean, 
a December game for ASU that features a bowl would be nothing short of a miracle for Sean Aguano and company. Do I think that's likely? No, it's probably four or five wins. But if they beat the teams whose defenses have struggled this year and they can just win in shootouts like that, and the Sun Devils defense has also been pretty poor, ninth in the conference to this point in yards allowed per game, then you can at least give yourself a chance. And if you've got one side of the ball that can at least be competent, you can always have a chance. It's when both sides are an abject disaster, Colorado, that most of the time you're not going to be competitive in games. But Arizona State has a chance to at least be competitive. And I think the early start with Sean Aguano against Utah was, okay, yeah, that's kind of what we expected here. But then they played USC tight. And then they beat Washington. And now they're just a three-point underdog against Stanford. You could easily win that game. I mean, can you imagine being a Colorado victory away from being at the 500 mark this season? That's what's on the line for ASU this Saturday. And in the grand scheme of things, is that saying a lot? No. But for Arizona State and where they're at right now, that's a pretty good place to be. And I think that's exactly it, right? The context of it, of like, you're you're a Colorado win away, provided you win this week as well, from being 500. Like, that should never have been where you were supposed to be coming into this year. But that's where you find yourself, and you actually find yourself really confident about that too. That's the craziest part. But while Emory Jones is going to be the starter moving forward. Uh, head coach Sean Aguano did come out and say, you know, injury shouldn't be a reason you lose a job. Emory's still the guy. Is this the right decision, you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's a tough situation for a coach to be in. Right. It, uh, there, there's just no other way to put it. And, and Aguano, as an interim head coach, I think is in an even tougher spot because you're dealing with that lack of lack of authority, right? That kind of lack of respect. You know, everyone understands what the game is here. It's just, we, we're here to to go out and play and, you know, bring in as much money as we can for the program going forward. And we're obligated to play these games and such. But you've talked extensively about how that's not the mindset of everyone in there. There, there are certainly some, when you have a lost season, that's just inevitable. You're dealing with kids. I don't hold it against them if they feel that way. Right. But some guys have come out like Jane DeSilvera and said, hey, we're just going to keep surprising people. And they've surprised a lot of people beating Washington, who I thought was poised for a bounce back after losing to UCLA. Turns out Arizona State had other ideas. Now they go play a Stanford team, and it's really going to come down to whether or not their defense keeps that Cardinal offense where they've been this year, which is not doing a whole heck of a lot. I mean, Stanford's first FBS win comes against Notre Dame. Final score is 16 to 14, right? It's not a barn burn. That's a, you know, solid Notre Dame defense, but the Stanford offense hasn't done a lot this year. And the Stanford defense has been pretty porous. And so if you're Arizona State, you look at it and say, well, if we can score against Washington, who's got better athletes top to bottom, or at least comparable ones to Stanford, and whose defense statistically has been better, even if they're struggling the last couple of weeks, over the course of this season, then yeah, you can absolutely go in and win this game. The betting line reflects that at a three-point edge for the Cardinal, which means if this were a neutral site, it'd probably be a pick And Stanford doesn't exactly have a ruckus crowd or a fantastic home environment. And 
they're a football team that is in a similar spot to Arizona State where they're just trying to get to 500, and that'd be a wildly successful season. Whether or not they'll be able to, I think is going to depend on how that Stanford offense plays against the ASU defense because I trust Arizona State, no matter who's a quarterback, to be able to put up points on Stanford because anyone can score on Stanford. They are just not good right now. They, they, they are just not. Don't think of the Stanford teams of old. This is not a good football team. And Arizona State, in theory, I think has at least comparable, if not superior talent because of what they brought in via the transfer portal to, to Stanford. But the Cardinals have also recruited at a decent level over the last couple of years. So it's probably a similar situation. But the ASU offense has been more reliable, which sounds weird, but 25 points on the road against USC. That's not nothing. That's that's certainly not nothing. 45 points against Washington. I mean, that's my sample size after the Utah game when the interim staff had a chance to kind of get their legs under them. That's not bad. And right. so the way this offense is playing, it looks like they might be able to do just enough. If they can if they can hold Stanford's offense under 20 points, which is very feasible, I think you can score 25 or more on this Cardinal defense with ease. I have to agree with you, man. This is something that I'm going to talk about later on this week when I get to do my game preview and whatnot. But I, I really am feeling the Sun Devils moving forward. Uh, if anyone wants to tune in to Locked On Pac-12 and listen to what me and Spencer talked about on Thursday's episode, which will be, you know, today, go ahead and check it out and see the awesome things I have to say about Arizona State going into this week. But we're going to hop into our first break real quick before we return i have a couple of friends i want to talk to you about first i want to talk to you about our friends over at sweat block now guys everyone is embarrassed with sweat i myself am somebody who just constantly suffers with sweating through my shirts spencer Till, constantly suffering with sweating through my shirts and everything exactly it happens to the point where when i would have to work like teaching or anything like that i would carry an extra shirt with me in my car to make sure that I had something to switch into when I would eventually pit out my shirts because I'm in Arizona and it's hot as heck. But Sweatblock comes along and absolutely saves the day. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear you or <laughs> to wear what you want without embarrassing yourself with underarm sweat. These these wipes were designed by a doctor with his own excessive sweating. So it's doctor created literally and doctor recommended. If you know somebody or you are somebody who is experiencing exper experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. I also want to talk to you guys about our friends over at My Solar Nerd. So, guys, you all live in Arizona, you know how this goes. People are coming around, they're trying to give you free solar, right? And the truth is many of these companies aren't local. And because of that, they're using misleading tactics that end up overcharging homeowners. If you've considered solar, but something fell off, then you're going to love MySolarNerd. MySolarNerd's mission is simple. Help you get the best solar system to fit your needs. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that an educated customer is a happy customer. Their no pressure approach will make sure all your questions get answered. They firmly believe that if you live in AZ, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put their their industry knowledge to the work for you by choosing the best equipment, warranties, and BBB accredited installer. 
They'll also help you figure out all the credits and incentives you may qualify for, and they'll make sure that your transition to solar is as smooth as possible by managing the entire project for you and keeping you updated along the way. Our listeners will get a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation. This promotion is for our listeners that are homeowners only. Visit MySolarNerd.com and select Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start your search your search process by visiting MySolarNerd.com and show Locked On some love by letting them know we sent you. Guys, going solar doesn't need to be complicated. MySolarNerd.com makes it easy. All right, Spencer, let's just hop right back into this conversation that we've got going on right now. I'm looking at Arizona coming up against Stanford. I'm looking at the way that this team has really just started to rally around itself. Like you mentioned, they they showed off more than I think any of us were anticipating versus USC. And then they pull off a really nice upset against uh, Washington at home. Now, four of your final six games are on the road, but it starts with Stanford, which does feel like a pretty winnable game. What's kind of your overall thoughts heading into this game? That it is indeed a a winnable one. And you just don't have very many of those on the schedule. And when you've already gotten a victory that wasn't supposed to be a winnable game, when you're a double-digit home underdog to Washington, I think that has to do wonders for your locker room. And Stanford, conversely, finally bucks the trend and gets an FBS win. But I'm not quite bought into the Stanford turnaround, even though I think I like them in this game. It's still, it's not something that is setting off a domino effect for the Cardinal that I can foresee in this season where, you know, they're sitting at two and four right now and they're going to rattle off a bunch of wins and ends at, end at seven and five or win out crazily and go eight and four. It's not going to be anything like that because they still can't stop a nosebleed. I think we could put together a squad of pickup guys of hosts here at the Locked On Network that could go score on that Stanford defense. They've been really, really porous this year. But for Arizona State, I just don't think you can underestimate how perfect of a time that bye came at. Yeah. Because you have that win, and it's huge. No one expected it, myself included. It's an upset. Vibes immaculate. And then you get to just sit with it for a week. You just get to enjoy it. And you just, your last memory of playing football from a couple weeks prior to when you take the field at the farm against Stanford on Saturday night was that great feeling. It was that upset, that momentum changing, potentially season altering moment where Things went your way, you made plays, and you scored a bunch of points. And there is something to be said about offense being the faster way to turn things around. Look no further than USC. Their defense still has room to grow. It's improved. But the biggest change has been their offense and their overall game management. This is Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Mario Williams, Travis Dye, right? All these guys who are major contributors. And USC this year, when they've won games, they're just outscoring people. They're just outscoring people. Like Arizona State on the road at USC had no business putting up 25 points. They had no business hanging around. But eventually, the USC offense was too much. And when you're undergoing a rebuild, I think it's a lot easier to rebuild from that side of the ball. 
Cal has been trying to rebuild from the defensive side of the ball. And that's five years running and it's not working very well because they can't get the right combination of offensive skill pieces combined with a new offensive coordinator. I, I cannot believe Bill Musgrave still has his job. It just, it baffles me. The numbers are bad year in and year out that he's there. And I know why Wilcox doesn't make the change, but I don't understand why he can't see why it needs to happen. But that's neither here nor there. So if you're Arizona State and you're trying to pull an upset, you have to have that in your back pocket. And this is not a major upset that they could potentially pull against Stanford. But if they were going to knock off a Washington State or an Oregon State or maybe even a UCLA, right? Pull one of those major upsets in the games where you look out on paper and go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Right. It would be crazy. But if you're going to do that, I feel more confident in a team that can score a bunch of points than a team that is trying to win with defense, at least at the college level. I just haven't seen it work out as often. So I think that's the sense of optimism for Arizona state, but attention right now is on the Cardinal. And that offense needs to keep things rolling because if you struggle in this game, suddenly the vibe can change again. If you lose this game 38, 35, okay, that's one thing. But if you lose this game 21 to 13 and the offense just stumbles out of the gate from the get-go, can't get X Validate involved, then you have more problems going forward and the likelihood you could pull an upset there is less likely. But if the offense comes out and, and they're slinging it around the field again and they're able to move the ball and put up 25 or more on the road, I think you have to feel good about what that means for them on a week-to-week basis going forward. I feel like you nailed it, my friend. Real quick. I, try. I know. You're very good at your job. Who would have thought that the guy who is the host of Locked On Pac-12 knows what he's talking about? Real <laughs> quick, though. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can't do my ad reads today. <laughs> Did you want me to do them? I could probably do it from memory. <laughs> Get out of here. I got this. All right. We're trying again. Betonline.net is your number one source for all betting football. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Struggle right. bus. Yeah, for real. Oh my goodness. Read the you got this. Betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball. Go Mariners. There it is. MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now at BetOnline where the game starts. Goodness gracious, that that was just atrocious. Line you know, reading sometimes, sometimes we roll out of bed and we're just not able to accomplish seemingly menial tasks. Yes, so. But the good news is hopefully Arizona State will not be doing the same thing for the remainder of the year. Spencer, look at these last six games with me, if you don't mind. Yep. Arizona State has at Stanford, at Colorado, Come back home to play US or not US UCLA. Go to Pullman to play Washington State. Come back home for the home closer against Oregon State, and then tra- travel down to U of A to play the Wildcats. Six games, four road games, one ranked team. What do you think about the rest of the schedule? 
I think if you're playing four of six on the road, you could have a tougher time in this conference with who your opponents will be away from home. Stanford doesn't have a tough road environment. They're not a very good team. Colorado will have a surprisingly packed Folsom field, but they're a bad football team. Arizona is a nice story. They're rebuilding. I think that game is going to be wildly competitive and a lot of fun. And if you're Arizona State, I I, I think if I were a Sun Devil fan, that's the game I'd be looking for, right? At this point in the year, just just beat Arizona, right? I mean, that's the number one thing. If it ends three and nine or four and eight, but one of those two wins potentially, I, I think they can get two more at least. Maybe three. I don't see four. I think it'll be two or three more wins for Arizona State. One of them's got to be Arizona, right? I mean, that that's that's kind of the, the Super Bowl of the year. Like, if you're yeah. going to be under 500 and still beat Arizona, that's that's some bragging rights, right? And that's, and that's what you're looking for. Something to feel good about. Something to feel optimistic about. It'd be the last game of the year. But I wouldn't sleep on Arizona in that game, even though... The Wildcats are probably going to have lost five straight going into it, which is brutal. But their schedule that they're in the midst of right now is just, I, I don't think you could draw it up any tougher. I, I really don't. They hosted Oregon. They got wrecked. They went at Washington. They were competitive, but ultimately lost by 10. They are off this week. Then they play at Wash or I got I'd have to double check. They have to play at Utah. They also have to play USC. They host USC. That's what it is. They host USC yeah. next week. Then they go at Utah. Like, what did Arizona do? I know this is an ASU podcast, but what did the Wildcats do? We're not complaining to tick off the schedule makers. Did they you woke go up. Oregon, Washington. Utah, UCLA, and USC. Those those are five games that you play in a row. I think I botched that order. I was trying to do it from memory. But regardless, you play those five teams in a row. And you get USC at home. And you get Oregon at home. Whoop-de-doo. You have to go at Seattle. You have to go at UCLA, which is not that tough of an environment, but is a really good team. And you have to go at Utah. So the fascinating thing about that game is... U of A's already 0-2 in that five-game stretch. I think they'll be 0-5. So you could have a 3-8 and Arizona team. What sort of environment are they going to have in that game? That's a silver lining for ASU. Is are, the, are, are the vibes, even though the rebuild, I think, is underway in a positive sense, a very positive sense for Jed Fish and company down there in Tucson, are the vibes just going to be too low after five consecutive losses, or... Are you going to get a sold-out Arizona Stadium because, yeah, the season's over, we're not going to a bowl game, but this is Arizona State, and we want to beat Arizona State. And last year was 70-7, to and we want some payback, right? I think that is going to be a fascinating thing to watch. But still, if you're ASU, yeah, it sounds bad, four or six on the road, but Colorado's bad, Stanford's bad, and not much of a road environment. You have to go at Pullman. That's a tough place to play, but their fans can also be a little hit or miss. It's a tough place to play because Washington State tends to play pretty well at home, and that defense is nasty. But And the time of year you're going there. Yeah, the time of year you're going there can also make it very challenging because that's later in the season. So that's advantage Washington State, but 
it could be worse. It could be a lot worse for the Sun Devils here with the rest of the season. And I'm just curious where they're, I think Arizona will be three and eight going into that that battle with ASU. And the Sun Devils could be in the exact same spot. I think they'll have probably three wins, may, maybe four going into it. But I think it'll probably be three between Colorado and Stanford. I think they get one. I could see them getting one of Washington State or Oregon State, but you'd have to play a good game. And Oregon State's a good football team. Yeah. And are. Washington State's offense has struggled, but their defense is ferocious. One of the best in the Pac 12, maybe the best all around in the Pac 12 so far, except for maybe Oregon State. So I think you got some tough matchups sandwiched in between, but you got to have a win if you're going to get to four or five wins this year. You got to have a win this week or next week because those are two teams you just got to be able to take advantage of. There's so many intriguing storylines that are going to be going on for the remainder of the year throughout the Pac 12, but looking in the state of Arizona alone is exciting because Arizona state feels like they can start rattling off a couple more wins here. Like it in this crazy scenario, looking at these final six games, if you win, you find a way to win four of them. You just became bowl eligible. That's asking a lot. That That, is that that's asking a lot. You'd have to beat both Stanford and Colorado, right? That is an absolute given. I don't think ASU can keep up with UCLA. I think that's too good of a football team. So then you're looking at Oregon State, Washington State, and Arizona, and you got to beat two of them. Yes. I don't see it. It's asking asking a lot, but I didn't see that win against Washington coming either. Yep. But what we'll see and what we'll learn about this Arizona State offense we've been talking about over the next several weeks is whether or not they actually have some potential and they can bring it on a weekly basis or whether they just caught Washington on a really, really bad day and hung 45 on the Huskies. And evidence may indicate that perhaps the defense is just not very good right now, but still a decent team can take advantage of a bad defense. But I think this week will be more indicative because it's at the farm. You're playing Stanford, who de- whose defense has not been good. If Arizona State's offense shows up again, then you look at Colorado and Arizona and say, okay, why would either of those defenses, who statistically have been comparable to Stanford and you know Washington in the last couple of weeks, why would those defenses be able to do what these ones have not? And that would get, give Arizona State optimism. But if they come out in this game against Stanford and they are held under 20 points by the Cardinal, that's a problem. Yes, that would pretty much set you right back to where you were. So before we close, Spencer. Yes. Do you have those final six games in front of you? I do. How many are they winning? Just right now, you have to take a guess off the top of your head. I personally am taking three. I've got two. I I, I think two, two. I think two. I think Stanford will get it done this week, but I think they're going to go and beat Colorado because – Colorado got their one win for the year, which good for the buffs. I'm glad no one should ever have to endure. zero and 12, like seriously good for Colorado, but that's a dread. That, <laughs> that's Look a dread. Cal. Cal blew it both times. They let you have a win that's when true. they should have been winless. And Cal, then, oh Cal has, Cal has stopped us from having back to back. zero and 12 teams. I am. Now, that is a great, that's a great point. I am now an official Cal hater. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at yeah. that. I, huh. I I see where you're coming from. I don't feel the same way, but I understand your uh, your, your your sentiment there. No, I, I think Stanford will get it done at home. Not not by a lot, but just because they're at home. That's that's totally that, that's that. it. It's not a great home field advantage. There's still something to be said about playing in your own stadium. I think they go and beat Colorado, who's not very good. And then I'm going to take them to have one of Arizona and Washington State. And here, here's, here's why. Those matchups, I could see Arizona State winning either of them. I don't think they're good enough or have the coaching to win both. But I would take Washington State as the most likely upset there because the Cougars are also going to be in a little bit of a rut at that time. They are right now. They play Utah next week. Could very easily be 4-4 four and four after a 3-0 and start. Maybe they finish up strong at the end of the year. I suspect they'll do that. But that offense for Washington State, they brought in Cam Ward from Incarnate Ward, an FCS school. They brought in his then head coach, now offensive coordinator Eric Morris as well. They haven't been good. There's no other way of looking at it. And when you have a team that is good defensively, like Washington State, but can't put up a bunch of points, you can hang around, even on the road. You can hang around against that sort of team. And I think Oregon State is more complete. We saw that last week when the Beavers took care of the Cougars in Corvallis with a backup quarterback, and they held Cam Ward to just 10 points. So I think ASU, like everybody, will struggle with that Beavers defense. I think UCLA is just a better football team than pretty much anybody at, at, at this point in time. And I don't see ASU keeping pace in that game, but I think they'll get Colorado and then one, not both, but one of Arizona or Washington state. And I think they end the year four and eight and hopefully for ASU fans that is losing to the Cougars and, and beating the Wildcats. Cause that's most important. hundred percent. I will tell you a four and eight season would be a massive win for the program right now. I got four or not four. I got uh five, five and seven. The end of the year, so I got three more wins. I think that they're they're going to rattle off these back to back with Stanford and Colorado, and then I think you find a way to take the one in uh, Tucson. But I don't feel good about going up to Pullman in the elements, and I don't feel good about US or not USC UCLA coming home, and Oregon State's going to be tough too. So it's going to be tough sledding for Arizona State, but somehow, some way, as terrible as this season has started. These final six games, you look at them and you're like, maybe, maybe we go absolutely. It's not the crazy. worst schedule. Yeah. It's not the worst schedule you could exactly. have. Exactly. It's not. You've already it's not played Washington. Yeah. You've already played Washington, and you've got to win. You've already played Utah. You've already played USC. Like some yep. schedules are front loaded, some are back loaded. Arizona State's definitely front loaded, and the yep. easier portion is is coming here down in the second half of the season. Oregon's the opposite. By the way, their easier games are mostly out of the way, except for Cal and Colorado. But their other four games, UCLA, Utah, Washington, Oregon State, no cupcakes in there. Cal and Colorado, sure. Those those should be easy wins. But four out of the six, Arizona State looks at and goes, I see how we could win the game. And four out of the six, Oregon's looking at the schedule and going, I see how we could lose that game. So it could be a lot worse for Arizona State when when you're trying to just you know find wins in the second half of an otherwise lost season. Exactly. 
Spencer, thanks as always for joining us. I really appreciate it. Everyone needs to do me a favor, though, because I yell at you guys every single podcast. I'm going to continue to yell at you every single podcast. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Pac-12. Make it your second listen of the day. Stay in touch with everything going on in the Conference of Champions. Don't just be stuck on what's going on with ASU. Know what's going on with the other 11 teams. 10 of them we respect and one of them we hate. It's 30 minutes or less (laughs) with Spencer McLaughlin. All right? It's the best. Plus, I pop over there, too. So Yes, indeed, he does. Show my boy Spencer some love. Make sure wherever you get your podcast, though, you're hitting like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. You get an update every time we post new content. Follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. Spencer, where can they find you on Twitter? At Smalls underscore 55. That's the handle. And at LO underscore Pac-12 as well, running that account. But my personal handle, at Smalls underscore 55. If you ever got a question, anything, or you just want to say that I'm great or that I suck, either way, you shoot me a message. DM's if- wide open. If you say Spencer sucks, I don't I don't even I don't even want to associate with you. You uh this is why I come on the show. Exactly. <laughs> Just to flatter myself. <laughs> that well I mean some someone's gotta build you up and I, I feel I feel like everyone's too busy being mean to you. So it'll be me. I'll be your number one fan. Spencer. I I I I appreciate that. I've got my fair <laughs> share of of critics out there and people who are sometimes less than thrilled with my takes, but you know, such as uh such is the way of life as a broadcaster, right? That's Not how it goes. If everybody likes you or everybody hates you, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something. Exactly. Exactly. So until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.